Um, but at the same time, I'm quite comfortable in how I identify with that and the how I perceive that as well. So I, I, I would say I'm, I, I'd say I'm a comfortable moulding. <laughs> I think the key thing that you had on there and is sort of where we're driving at with this is, is the word is identify. What we do here is go back, 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 back. And we're back. And we're back with another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. Uh, another another week. We're here, episode twenty one. Uh, and it's it's good to be back. Feels good to be back on a uh, on a Monday, recording Monday evening. So pretty pretty fresh when we're going to release this out to to you guys listening now. But uh, ha, ha, first off, got to do it. How you doing, James? I'm good, thank you, bro. Yeah, nice to be. Nice to be back. It feels like a long time since we last recorded and I don't know if it's just because like I've been working the last week or there's been lots of stuff changing with us for, for the podcast itself, but oh, yeah, it's, it's it feels like it's a long time since we, we actually had a little catch up. So yeah, it's, it's nice to be here and, and getting some recording down. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's good. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, bro. Um, but yeah, no, Auckland, but is it weather, but bit horrible down your it's way disgusting. it's yeah, disgusting it's, yeah it's bad up here as well and you know what today the most interesting part of my day not a highlight but the most interesting part of my day was that for the first time in my life i witnessed a like a small landslide slide today whoa um yeah uh, just around the back of where i was was working today for the old commission um a tree like slid slid down a bank and just oh. massive like thundering noise and we were all like what was that and just a tree fell down that's so Which, weird yeah it's just one of those things in life that i've never experienced happened live and it gave yeah. us all a massive shock and we were but just we like, know yeah, it. Well, i we, guess it happens all the time yeah it does and it does happen all the time in wellington i remember living uh when uh, when we were up in calvin there were landslides going up there all the time is because it's just yeah it's just the way the roads are built next to those massive hills they Man, they have see some of those houses on hills and just think, oh I'd, they're going i don't know if i could go to sleep at night <laughs> they're gonna go just if there's enough water they're gonna go get out <laughs> but yeah, i feel the no, same it's... about when people like build houses on the shorelines yeah you know like yeah, I mean, t- tides are rising waters you know waters are rising they what are a good place to be <laughs> yeah i mean tsunami zone is not great depending on mm. Depending on where you are, but yeah, True. I mean, it's been an awful, disgusting, grey, rainy day, and it was just one of those Monday mornings where I woke up and went, "Ah, oh, it could have been sunny this morning, and I would have been okay." But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, just disgust, just disgusting. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's been a busy, it's been a busy couple of, well, I guess, just a week since we last last talked. Generally, obviously, uh, yeah, the the voting voting is open, voting's going. Voting is Voting's going. Voting is going. And have you, have you, have you voted? I have not yet voted. Oh. I have not yet decided who I'm voting for. Fair. That is still, Fair. still up in the air. I, um, I won't vote on election day. I'll definitely vote before that. Mm, but mm. yeah, I've, I've, I'm just still, just still figuring, no, figuring nice. things out. And I, th- uh, that's, that's the whole reason why we get a few weeks to do so. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah, well, I mean, me, yeah, uh, I think but I you, may you have, have haven't you? I've done it. I've done it. I, I got in there straight away. I, I knew where I was going with it all, and I thought, why not? Um, and I've got some, I've got some really interesting stats for you on early voting because, mm-hmm. as as of I think today or either yesterday in this election, early voting has hit one point one five million. So over a million people have already voted. And we're, I think, what, we're a week out from election day. Um, just under a week? Is it, it's the end of Saturday this week, is isn't election it? Day. Saturday's so election day. Saturday's election day, yeah. Four more days to vote for four election more days. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're already at 1.15 million this election. Now, I find this absolutely um, just interesting because last election, 2017, at this time, when it came to early voting, we were only at 450k. So this election, we've doubled the amount of early voters that there were. And in 2014, the election before, there was only 225k as of this time with early voting. So it's just exponentially skyrocketed the way that people are getting out and voting. But that's because I feel like this election, there's been such a massive push to do so. I mean, even looking at other worlds... Um, you know, voting campaigns and things like that. There's a massive push just to get people to go and vote and go and do it. Not in the sense of rushing it. And, you know, we say early voting, but it doesn't mean that people are just rushing the vote. It's just a matter of actually getting out there and doing it instead of leaving it for that last day. So I just think that's just ridiculous stats. And I mean, congratulations, New Zealand, for actually getting out there and and going, because I think, I mean, it's only going to climb from here, hopefully. So to have that amount of turnout already I think is pretty amazing yeah and I was surprised to learn last week that 90% of eligible voters are enrolled yeah like I thought it would be way lower I don't know what Mm. the stats Mm. are 2017 2014 and to reiterate again you don't have to be enrolled to vote so long as you're 18 plus and an eligible voter you can just rock up to any literally any polling place in New Zealand and cast a vote but yeah, 90% of New Zealanders are enrolled. And yeah, I think Saturday there were 200, 253,000 people voted. So that was as many as 2014. I mean, obviously it's yeah. not a fair test in terms of the amount of days of advanced voting that there are. This True. year anyone can advance vote. True. In terms of in the past, you potentially have to have had a reason. But, but the numbers don't lie about how many people have taken the opportunity to uh, to do so. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's just a massive ups and claps to the Electoral Commission in the sense of the way that they have changed this year. Like you said, you don't have to be enrolled and you don't have to be in your electorate to go and do these things. You don't have to have your early vote, uh, your um, easy vote card or anything with you, identification. It's It just feels like a much simpler, fairer way of voting this year. And so people are getting out there and doing it, which is just, yeah. I think it's just so cool. But you're right. It is a, a, a lot different to the way voting used to be those past couple of elections. Yeah. 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 And yeah. yeah, so Saturday's Saturday's election day, voting closes at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. Should you be planning on voting on election day, make sure you get to your, your polling place before, before 7 p.m. The doors will shut. And, uh, yeah, I guess by, by the next time we do an episode, we will have some i mean i don't want to say we will know anything because we may well not know anything but at least voting will have have finished by then so it'll be interesting to see where where we're at as a as a country 
next Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, that that probably is a, an interesting lead into what we're going to talk about today. But before we get round to that. Before. Before we get round to that. There are questions to be asked, or at least a question to be asked. Yes, I do. Yes, yes. So, I, I mean, it's just nice and simple and chill. I mean, I, hey, look, I, I know you've been busy with a lot of things and stuff, but um, I was just interested, what are you watching at the moment? Are you watching anything? You know, oh. in this in this small screen consumerism world we live in, and and stuff. Are you are you just watching? Are you watching anything interesting or rewatching? Because I know I know a lot of people are rewatching stuff because yeah. it's just been a bit of that year for it. Yeah. But I, what are you watching? <laughs> it's funny that I can feel my cheeks red. I almost feel <laughs> embarrassed by this because I think I think as like as actors there's kind of an expectation and some of it's fair that we watch kind of quality mm. programming mm. i think some of that's fair you need to engage with you know good drama and good comedy and watching other people act is super valuable and watching other productions is super valuable and seeing you know what people are in what's being filmed at the moment what's been cast at the moment it was it's really like drilled into us as actors to engage with that sort of stuff and much like me with movies i can be a little bit guilty t- for not watching like not i don't want to use the word serious because obviously there's great like comedy shows out there but not necessarily engaging with like critically acclaimed stuff like my list of stuff is so long so long of what i've wanted what i know that i meant to be watching but yeah, to be yeah, honest yeah, yeah. where i'm at now tv for me is such a switch off from anything and i find that as much as i love acting and performance and TV and stuff at the moment, I don't want to have to engage that hard. And so the TV yeah. that I've been watching has been what we would probably put in the like crap pile. <laughs> Crap's a harsh word, but no, light is. watching. Okay. And I've got to say, I've mentioned it once before that I think I'm on something like my 10th season of survivor and it just keeps on going man and for me (laughs) it's the perfect blend of like you don't have to watch every minute if you Mm. miss a minute you it's kind of like watching sports if you miss a minute you're not gonna it's not gonna cost you massively you're not gonna miss a massive plot twist or a plot line or, or won't ruin the hole for you i should say i've only been watching seasons i've done quite a robust like these are the seasons which have been said to be like the best 20 without any spoilers and watching old ones and new ones so i'm not going through and watching them all my goal is kind of to watch the best 15 seasons or something and Mm -hmm. and i said to fran the other day i was like i think i only have two or three left in me but for us because you know she works monday to friday i'm doing all these random things at the moment when we sit down together like we would never want to watch a program that we can't talk over Mm. and i think for Mm. us it actually is is the kind of show that we can chat about what's going on. Like, why yep. would you do that? This person's so annoying. I love this person. <laughs> and that's the great thing about not just reality TV, but TV that is kind of light and you feel like they're real people and you can engage with them. It's almost a, uh, what's the word? It's a vehicle for us to hang out with each other. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that, and it's, it is just every new season that we watch is continuing to allow that function. And we really look forward to watching it together. And that's why I understand why people were like watching Love Island or, you know, mm. 
true reality tv that is just really light watching because it's more about the people that you're watching it with in the same way that sports is often about the atmosphere of watching it with people mm-hmm. um so just finished survivor philippines season 25 great season i think i only have about three left three more quality seasons than me and then i will be moving on to something else but yeah light tv watching because it means that fran and i could just chat about what's going on and catch up and do other things um so nothing particularly interesting in the critical (laughs) category but what about you my friend because you are always watching interesting stuff yeah the the pod relies on your watching no i i kind of wish you had something well i'm not more exciting because i mean hey look survivor is exciting and i'm fully in that camp um but no i i for for some reason lately i've i have stepped off the netflix buzz a little bit um and the reason why i asked is because i thought it'd be a little bit different to yours i mean i haven't been watching survivor um but i've been watching a lot of youtube um oh yeah yeah i absolutely love youtube like just the amount of content that you, you can get on there just random you stumble upon other people's you know but i mean much like a, this podcast right like we're trying to create content for people to listen to and on youtube people are just create creating these like massive brands for themselves and you know doing certain things like there's this one uh, how ridiculous um they're australian group of guys and literally their whole thing is that they have like a massive tower and they drop things from the tower onto other things and they see what happens when on impact and slow-mo cams and things like that. And they just do random stuff. So, and that, you know, like you have your like Dude Perfect, Good Mythical Morning, like all of these just like people that have just created great content. But I've actually been watching a lot of like um, streamers. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow a few YouTube streamers and because, and, I, I mean, I, I've talked about it before. Like, I love video games and I love my gaming. And we'll, we will we will endeavor to do an episode on that one, ta- one day if you want me to just talk for, for 50 minutes. Yeah, bro. Um, I'd, love, I'd <laughs> love to dip into some of your your interest into that because it's just something that's never been part of my life. Yeah, so that'd yeah, be yeah, great, yeah. great to yeah. hear that from your perspective at some point. Exactly. And, and, and the thing with that is that people don't understand how I can watch other people play video games. And I do that all the time. So um, people post their like clips of the video games that they're playing and stuff like you have like Call of Duty clips and things. But lately there's this new indie. Well, actually, it's not a new indie game. It's been out for a few years. It's called Among Us. Now, I don't know if you've seen it anywhere. I, I know you, you stumble onto Reddit sometimes. I, I know it's got a big following on there. But Among Us is basically like a video version of Mafia. Now, you know Mafia. We've oh, played yeah. Mafia before. Yeah, Mafia's yeah. great fun. It's amazing. So, like, and the great thing about it is that you can watch one perspective, but these streamers are playing with 10 people. So there's 10 people on a map, and two people are called imposters. And the aim of the game is for everyone to do their tasks on this map, and they have to try and figure out who the two imposters are. And so there's certain like elements and things that you know make it harder for the crewmates to figure it out. And but the thing is, is that they all have these meeting times. So when a body is discovered, they all come together, they all talk and try and like lie about what's happening and figure it all out. And then when they go back, like they're not allowed to talk to each other. And it's just an amazing dynamic. And you know, watching these content creators 
just try new things and stuff it, it, it's i i recommend if you're listening if you if you know what i'm talking about and you're in this among us craze it's it's pretty entertaining and there's some pretty good stuff out there and so i've just been watching a lot of that so i've kind of it's really taken me off the wanting to sit down like you said sit down and watch something like critically acclaimed and something that i have to think about where watching among us streams i can just kind of i don't know chill out and just <laughs> laugh and watch people play video games without me having to do that so it's it's quite a different yeah different spectrum of watching at the moment yeah i totally understand that man and i'm the same as you like in terms of youtube i mean for me the 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 nba finals is, is on at the moment like nfl season's back a lot of that stuff i consume through youtube because yeah, i don't yeah, necessarily yeah. have time to watch those things live so a lot of times i get taken to youtube to watch short versions of those games sports talk for me is huge and a lot of that mm-hmm. comes through youtube a lot of the short content stuff like you were saying like good mythical morning first we feast um yes, youtube yes. content that's short package stuff that's like 10 to 15 minutes mm. i kind of feel like that's all i have time for at the moment yeah yeah and and i don't say that in a good way or a bad way but that is what my brain wants to consume at, at the moment so i totally understand that yeah uh, the we just among us is what you said among right? us among i'm definitely us. going to look that up man because that look sounds to me like the sort of thing i want to watch for 15 minutes on my on my lunch on my lunch break because people say to me all the time like watch this watch that and i know i'll enjoy it but i just don't have time at the moment which yeah, is yeah 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 which i mean that's what christmas is for i mean it's coming up <laughs> True. can't wait to have nothing to do and just be like right what are the tv shows that have to have to get going yeah 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 no uh, i i recommend i recommend i recommend um, um jot it down that's definitely i've need to literally write it down i'll send you some links I'll send oh you some please links. do yeah please I, do. Will. I will i will there's a few people that i, that I think are quite entertaining yeah, um you know what i've completely forgotten about and i mean matt and i talk before we before we come on every week um what i can what i completely skipped over when i when i drove matt to ask me his question before was we're on a podcast network. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> um, our first official episode on the That's Not Canon podcast network, TNC. Um, last episode, obviously, we talked about it. We hadn't quite launched everything officially, but we are there now. And there have been a few changes. It doesn't make a massive difference for you guys listening. We know that most people listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. The beauty of, of podcasting is that even if you move around and you jump around in theory things should stay the same now we did have one little spotify slip yes. up where we weren't on there for a couple of hours and and uh, a wonderful listener let us know so so thank you to that person who let thank us you. know um a few little glitches in the matrix but yeah for all intents and purposes we're still we're still on the same same stuff the only big difference for us is that we have shifted away from buzzsprout which was our sort of hosting site to a new site called acast if you listen to the podcast through any of the traditional platforms, it means absolutely nothing to you. Don't worry. Change <laughs> nothing. Continue on your life. Um, if you are one of the few people that download us directly from Buzzsprout, uh, we now have a new Acast link. Um, if you are struggling where to find that, it should be on our link tree, which is you know posted through Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Um, and we have a new website domain, which is that's not canon.com slash bros and brews, B-R-O-S-N-B-R-E-W-S. And the other interesting thing that we should, we should talk about is, is ads, because one yeah. of the great things about 
about signing on with TNC and part of the reason why we've, you know, joined a network is to is to potentially get into the the advertising monetization world. Money, and the money, money. Oh hell yeah. We're Sorry. we're ready for cents. We're ready for absolute <laughs> cents to come in. Not dollars. Oh no, we're talking we're talking fat cents. Yeah. Um but yeah, we just wanted to quickly mention that the way that podcast advertising works means that a lot of it is done uh outside the walls of of man i so you know we sign on we say we're happy for this kind of advertising and this kind of advertising and but a lot of it happens sort of through its own process and the moral of this story is that should you be listening anywhere in the world you might get an ad at the start or the middle or at the end which is great because it means that in some small amount we might be getting a little bit of money in and you know <laughs> advertising is great it's good to know that you know you might be getting advertised something for you you know it's all targeted these days you know instagram and facebook and whatever i think we're all used to it but the main thing that we wanted to say is if you ever hear an advert on our platform that you don't agree with that you don't think uh represents you know who we are as a podcast or you think it's a bit funny you know in a weird way or if you ever listen to anything that might be a bit sketchy please flick us a message let us know because a lot of the time particularly if you're an international listener Matt and I won't have access to those ads um, as people in New Zealand if we listen to our own episodes which we often do um, we might have access to different ads so if you're anywhere in the world New Zealand inclusive and, and you ever come across an ad in our show that you think is a bit uh, marginal but questionable please just reach out to us because obviously we want to know uh, what what's happening and, and if you think something's funky the chances that we think is it's funky is probably probably pretty pretty high Pro- so pretty high, yeah 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 we have a, a funk rating at similar level to to most of you out there um yeah that that's most of what we we needed to cover off quickly which we should have done at the at the start but it's completely my bad um uh, no hey anything good to, else any, anything. other than being like whoa tnc that's not canon let's go yeah, well, I mean, I think if if you do follow us on Instagram and um and stuff, you may have noticed uh, a, a fresh kind of look on on our, our page and and things. So yeah, we, I mean, me and James and you know collaborating with TNC now, we're trying to you know as we said last week, trying to take it to its next steps and things and keeping um, things nice and fresh and, and and yeah. So you might see a few changes and you know we'll we'll keep adapting the as as we roll through and we'll keep on trying things and stuff so if you ever if you ever see anything that's that you know that you like or is dope um let us know because it, it just lets us know that we're on the right track um for entertaining you guys uh and that's why we're here i mean we're here to have conversations but at the end of the day uh we're we're, we're here for you as well so we absolutely value everything that you say for us everything yeah for sure and um yeah like we like we said there aren't that many changes in terms of spotify and apple and however you're listening but but there's there's a lot changing from our end in terms of in terms of opportunities and stuff like that so we're super excited to to fine-tune some things make some things a little bit more creative put some more time and 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 effort into things not that we weren't already no we are taking we are taking that next step and and yeah, it's it's just trying to keep keep those of you out there who've been with us since the start or the middle or since dare I say an episode ago, an episode date, ago, yeah, with what's what's <laughs> happening. Um, but yeah, that is that is where we're at at the moment. Nice. That's not canon.com slash bros and brews if you want to read up on stuff and 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 see our new cool cool logo if if nothing else. Yeah. Um, 
But we should dive into this week's topic. And like I sort of said, sort of before at the top, kind of, I feel like what we want to talk about this week is kind of linked to the election. Mm-hmm. Not in a politics sense. Um, we aren't talking about politics. What we wanted to talk about, I think, is about kind of New Zealand identity and cultural identity. And I think come election time, we look at that in a slightly different view than we do the rest of the year. Obviously, this year has been, you know, like we said <laughs> last episode, it's been a year. We've we've yeah. had completely different things to go through as a country. And, and I think New Zealand identity and, and cultural identity has been pushed in its own way this year. Mm. Like we've had to deal in a different way. But I think come election time, it brings out something different in us in terms of what do we want for ourselves? What do we mm. want for the people around us? What do we want for the country at large? And I think, yeah, in that sort of living in those sort of period of time, like we say, the, the polls are open, people can go and vote, there's conversations being had, and we're sort of in this feeling of like, well, what does the next three years look like for as a country? I think Matt and I just wanted to talk about kind of cultural identity and like what it means to be a New Zealander and how we feel as New Zealanders and... I mean, do you want to hit it right off the off the top, man? I mean, what does what does identity mean to you? I know it's a stupidly big word, and we'll never cover it all off in sixty five minutes. But but yeah, what what does it mean to you? Yeah, well, I think well, I mean, I think that's just it. Like, identity is such a not. I mean, I I want to say loaded word you know because it can mean so many different things you know I think if you're gonna boil identity down to its like real core it's like how people kind of identify in the sense of their their qualities their beliefs um or you know their personality I mean identity just in the sense of their look and appearance as well and how they express themselves because I mean you know you can um you know you want to identify someone on the street that's you know appearance you know looks that kind of thing Whereas if I think introspectively in the sense of self-identity, that's its whole, whole own kind of physiological thing. You've you've got like collective identity as well in the sense of society and sociology, which is, you know, where we kind of want to dive into in, in this episode in the sense of that culture identity. And I mean, you've, you've got other things as well. You've got like online identity as well, which is just a whole nother thing in itself it's its own little easter egg that we might get into another time but uh, identity is basically how we kind of want to present ourselves to other people i guess i think is is a nice way of being able to put it and and you can do that on your own uh, around your others but also which we're going to talk about and kind of expand now is as a nation is that collective identity so how do we as new zealanders identify ourselves to the people around us and also to the rest of the world as well so yeah i i think yeah identity this i don't think there's like one way to be able to really pin it down but i think there's definitely things that as we'll now talk about that kind of make us who we are really uh to the to the people around us and also to ourselves as well you know i think um uh, identity for yourself is a is a good thing to be able to have a handle on you know you've talked to people that always you know that may feel a bit lost in the world and and things like that and maybe they haven't had enough introspective looking on themselves and, and and how they present themselves to the world um but you know, it's quite a it's it's quite a nice thing I think as a as a collective and as a country to be able to stand behind your brothers and sisters and be like, this is who we are, and either be proud of that 
or not proud of that. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you can not be proud of the identity, but once again, I think that's <laughs> that's a whole other thing that we'll talk about another time. Um, but yeah, I think that's how I kind of whittle it down in the sense of it's the, the way that you can perceive it and what it really is. It's so huge. Like you said, I mean identity can come down to the way you dress like yep. it's such a big word and i think today we're we kind of want to shine the light on i mean we're using the word cultural as a way to uh, umbrella term this and i mean cultural itself is a massive word with lots yeah. of different definitions but yeah. that sense of like new zealand identity and and how we feel as new zealanders with our own unique uh you know genealogy background and mm-hmm. our own unique upbringing and how you know years we've lived in new zealand years years we haven't and and i think i think at its core now maybe every country has this but i think new zealand has such a not us against the world mentality but because we are a small country and we we were we you know our history is not as 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 old as necessarily some civilizations we we're constantly comparing ourselves selves to the world and everything we do and and you know our our greenhouse gases versus our how our sports teams versus perform you know our, how many olympic medals we win how we've tackled covid you know we're not happy being insular we we do mm. want to see how we compare to the rest of the world and that you know, all it takes is watching the Bledisloe cup cup last night like people yeah. you know not everyone loves rugby but all blacks is such a big part of our I- identity and i don't want to really want to spend time about like chatting about why the all blacks are important and yeah yeah but i think there's nuggets in that of why when we compete against other countries do we we sort of join forces with each other mm. where perhaps we are actually really uh, maybe suggesting that we're quite splintered as a country in terms of our own history and understanding. And, and I think one thing I wanted to, to ask you about quite early on to make sure we get into it is, is about your heritage and your genealogy. You've said mm. in the past that you identify as a Dutch Māori. And I wanted to ask you just about your, your, your Māori heritage and, and how strongly you feel about that. I mean, obviously in the, in the election there's there's general electorates and there's Māori electorates and mm. for one thing one small decision that people who have Māori heritage have to decide whether they want to be in, in a, in a, enrolled in the Māori electorate or the, the general electorate I mean how do you feel as someone that has Māori heritage but you are not you know you're you you have a whole host of, of, of backgrounds how, yeah. how do you feel about that heritage yeah yeah I I've, al- I've always I want to say yeah I'm gonna say struggled with it because I think the hard thing for me is that like I mean I've always identified as as Māori and uh and and Dutch as well like I've always as you said I've always identified myself as a Dutch Māori but the problem that I have with my Māori heritage is that I don't know any of it like I I, I mean, I've I've met other people that have said the same and 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 had laughs and drinks about it before. It's like I'm a I'm a lost Maori, because my um my mother was adopted and that's where the Maori heritage comes from. And we don't know any of of her lines, her whakapapa, her iwi. We we don't know where exactly all of that heritage comes from. And I remember in high school. 
um, you know, because I feel like going into university, it's it was such a big thing to know, you know, because you obviously got multi scholarships and things like that. Um, so we tried to really d- discover and, and find out a little bit more if we could. Um, and I mean, long story short, we didn't. We didn't. We, we, we couldn't find any of that stuff. Um, so I, I, it's it's weird. Like, you know, I, I, I don't speak te reo. I, 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 I obviously know a little bit about Māori heritage and things like that, but I really haven't encompassed what it truly means to be Māori. And I'll obviously admit that definitely. Even though I identify as a Dutch Māori, I don't think I truly give true honour to what it is to be a Māori. But I've I've also had conversations with other people in the sense of, you know, because percentages and stuff and like how Māori are you and things like that. And I had someone say it straight up to me and it's like, no, look, if... If you if you if you think you're a Maori, you're a Maori. Like if you identify as Maori, you're a Maori. It doesn't matter what percentage or how much blood you've got. It's that feeling, right? And I think that's what you were essentially trying to to ask. It's so I yeah I I, I know it's I know it's there and I and I completely value um, Maori ideals and you know these whole debates about um, Aotearoa versus New Zealand and and the national anthem and and things like that it's I'm I'm all for it uh, uh, interesting thing that you brought up about the Maori electorate the reason I didn't go with the Maori electorate is because I feel like I didn't know enough you know I just I just didn't know enough about um Maori politics and that kind of side of how it all works and things like that. So, for ever since I've been able to vote, I have just been voting in the in the general role. Um, so, but it, it is something that I kind of want to explore a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, I'm quite comfortable in how I identify with that and the how I perceive that as well. So, I I, I would say I'm I I say I'm a comfortable Maori. <laughs> I think the key thing that you hit on there and is sort of where we're driving at with this is is the word is identify identity Mm. is about how you feel about yourself in relation to the world you encompass yeah it's not asking you about what's your ethnicity where Mm. were you born that's not the question it's frankly like i i'm i'm not really interested in that about about you and other people it's always interesting to know about genealogy and where you people come from. And obviously New Zealand is such a melting pot of different cultures. It's always fascinating to know where people have come from, but identity is so much more than that. It's about how you, how you, how you feel, you know, if someone Mm. has come from, from, you know, Fiji or, or India or Malaysia and they've settled in New Zealand and they've lived here for a couple of years or 40 years or a hundred years, and they identify as New Zealanders, they're New Zealanders. Like yeah. That is, and that's yeah. not just our country, that's all, all countries. And immigration is obviously a huge topic that True. we know we want to talk about. But New Zealand is such a, there's so many amazing cultures in, in this country that we inhabit, and it's more about how you feel you identify. And I think this idea of, of a, of a Māori spectrum is, are so healthy i think it's mm. healthy to accept that people feel fully you know f- they feel fully maori even if probably i i don't th- i don't think there's anyone in new zealand with full maori heritage anymore i don't th- mm. I, I think i don't think that's the case anymore but people can full f- feel that they are fully 100 percent maori and then that is how they identify and we should yeah. respect that 
people have the tiniest 132nd Māori heritage who might feel significantly Māori, we have to respect that. You know, people mm. might be might be half Māori and feel completely disillusioned and detached from that and not feel like they have that identity at all. And that's completely acceptable as well. And and for me, someone with, with as far as I'm aware, no Māori heritage, I mean, going back and looking at genealogy is a fascinating thing and we can all yeah. discover that we're 164th or whatever. <laughs> I, I consider myself to be 0% Māori, but I have a really strong... I tie to the aspects of this country that are linked to to maori culture like mm. i don't speak te reo but i pride myself in having above average te reo pronunciation i love singing the the te reo part of our anthem yeah i think learning maori at school should be compulsory at least in in some amount yeah, not I necessarily agree. everyone should do it one to 13 or whatever i'm so strong about that uh, I've been wearing a, a Pornamu since 2016 when I went on exchange. Uh, my my mother bought it for me. She blessed it for me in the waters at, Evan ba- at Evans Bay. And I feel so strongly about wearing that Pornamu. For me, it's, it is yeah, it's it's one of the things that is part of my identity. Yeah. You know, I uh, I hate taking it off. There yeah. are certain times where you have, have to take it off. Sports being one of them. Like organized sports, you just can't wear any jewelry and it you know, Pornamu counts. But for me, I've been wearing this for well over four years and it's so strongly a part of who I am. And, you know, particularly when I've lived overseas, when people don't know much about Pornamu and they ask, you know, what is that? What's the shape? I love telling people about yeah, it. Yeah. It's the, um, the Heimato shape. So the hook shape. And I love telling them mm. about Maui fishing up, you know, fishing up New Zealand, that stuff I feel so strongly about. And, and one of the the most wonderful experiences for me at drama school in, in Bristol was we were doing this methodology called uh, Raza Boxes. And Raza Boxes is all about energies. And so mm-hmm. I think there's nine Raza Boxes and they kind of sum up you know, grief as one of them and, and laughter giggling as one of them. And, and one of them... Uh, there's the Raza box for for the warrior, and they were using ex- they you know, and through drama school they were trying to describe how to summon that feeling. It's all about getting into character and, and raw emotion stuff. And one of the examples that they gave was like war dance stuff. And then they didn't give this mm. example because I was there. That's the way they've always taught it. And they used haka as an example because people internationally know know about the haka. And so because I was there, I, you know, I said to one of our teachers, I was like, well, is this something you actually want to engage in? Because in New Zealand, we get taught multiple haka, you know, I feel comfortable in my relationship with, you know, Māori culture that I'm happy to, to teach people about haka, do a workshop on it. And, you know, some people said to me like, oh, I thought only, I thought only Māori could do that. And I was like, no, this Mm. is where it comes from. It's a Māori cultural thing, but all throughout schools in New Zealand, people, regardless of their Māori or not Māori heritage, they learn their school huckers, doing it on the sidelines at rugby games, like it's yeah, part yeah. of who we are as a country. And I said to them, no, that's such a misunderstanding. This is a New Zealand identity thing that comes from Māori heritage and culture specifically, and we always have to honour that and respect that. Yeah. But for you to to think that I couldn't share this with you would be such a wasted opportunity to share the beauty of that aspect of my yeah. culture 
Heck yeah. And seriously, yeah. one of my one of my highlights of that year was was teaching like twelve people who really were interested in learning more about haka. Uh, I taught them kapo opongo. We did it just in a closed room. It wasn't a performance. It wasn't for other people. I said to said to people, I don't want you filming this. It's not about share. It's about us sharing it in the space. Yeah. And I taught them kapo opongo. I'm getting goosebumps talking about yeah, it. And man, it was one of the most powerful things for me to share that with people who had no understanding of that heritage and culture. And, mm. and those people said to me, like, this is one of the most meaningful things I've experienced while being here. Nothing to do with acting or drama training, but summoning that energy of, 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 of warrior, warriordom yeah. Yeah. for me is something that is so, so powerful. And I've done haka funerals. I've done haka, you know, just at sports things to celebrate things. And for me, it's one aspect that I feel so strongly about identity wise. And I have no Māori heritage, mm. but this is what we're saying. It's about things that feel important to you like my pōnamu like haka like singing the the terial part of the anthem and i mean this this episode isn't just about us grappling with with identity from a maori perspective but i think as new zealanders a lot of where our cultural clash comes from is is maori stuff important is it not do we value you know te tiriti or te waitangi enough do we not and I think there's a general, general identity crisis with with modern day New Zealand and old New Zealand, mm. and and you know you go to other countries and, for example, in England, man, there's still castles there. People just live <laughs> yeah, right yeah, beside yeah. castles, and it's like they're so yeah. They're like yeah, this heritage happened, and we recognise it. Doesn't mean any of those people think like that's the way that modern architecture should be mirrored no but they recognize that kind of heritage and i think we have such a lack of that in new zealand like so many people don't know about the new zealand land war it was like all yeah. 1945 yeah. to sorry 1845 to 1872 stuff that's so fundamental to where the cities are in this country and and why people you know have moved the way they have why their relationships with the colonial settlers went the way they did with 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 the maori and I think it's it's so much more helpful to recognize that there is an identity spectrum and this like you said you know there's cultural identity but there's also collective collective identity yeah. and I think how we feel about you know Maori culture is is only one aspect of it mm. but it's something that's a constant in our society at the moment and and for me as someone that has no Maori heritage is actually something that I feel really strongly about both in an insular way and in a shared way. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I, I much like you, would love to to learn te reo, to be a mm. much better speaker about it. But mm. it also, I can sit in my 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 seat at this electoral commission job and look at the the posters that are both in English and te reo and in, and out loud just just pronounce it, pronounce the words and go, yeah, I've really strong. I have a really strong te reo pronunciation. I'm proud of that. doesn't mean I, I can say those off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I just wanted to share that, that I feel really strongly about that. And I, I I feel like lots of people of our generation do. And I'm sure over the next 5, 10, 20, 50 years, whatever, there will be a step back into learning uh, about Māori culture. And and I really do hope that happens. But I think that's one, one aspect that I really wanted to, to share about identity of, of how I feel about uh, being proud to be a New Zealander. 
I'm also yeah. proud of other things. I'm proud of how we've dealt with COVID. <laughs> I'm proud with our, our sports scene. I, I, I'm proud with the art stuff we create. You know, yeah. like identity is so much more than that. And since being back in New Zealand for the last six, seven months, man, has it been cool to come back and be like, wow, this is what people were like, you know, working mm. in working in a polling place last week or so. I've really experienced a cross-section of New Zealand society. And man, do we have our own our own way of engaging with each other versus yeah, you know, you know, people in other cities and, and other countries. You kind of forget that unspoken unspoken identity stuff of who we are and, and around each other. Um, yeah. I, I don't really know how to move, how to move out no, of that. that. No, I was, <laughs> I was just going to say, honestly, hearing, hearing you speak like that, bro, is beautiful because uh, as I was saying before, for me and, and my kind of, as I said, struggle with, with Māori heritage and things like that. It's, it's so lovely to hear you just, I I think for me, for me, one big word that you said out of there is the respect, you know, it's the respect of, as we know, we know where New Zealand Aotearoa has really come from. You know, we know what's happened before and we respect what's happened before. And we respect the, the fact that we want these, things to continue moving forward because it, it at the crux of it it is what Aotearoa is all about and it's where we've come from and it, it's 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 the it's the honestly I really believe it's the energy and the source of this country and it's what really keeps us moving forward uh, hearing you talk about uh, doing the haka is absolutely beautiful because one of the for, for me one of the strongest times I've ever done it was actually at the globe stage in London Oh, cool! Doing it, doing, doing, doing the haka on that stage for something that I was striving for for so long to be able to go do it there and just give back that you know the intent and the challenge and the belief of everything that that has led up to that moment, and then to be able to share what it is to be a Kiwi, to be a New Zealander, to be a Maori on the globe stage was probably one of the most powerful things I've ever done. Um, and that was that was just a massive thing in itself. And yeah, the fact that you could you could share that and like I said, the respect behind that for for the you know for for the hacker and, and teaching these people is just beautiful to hear, man. And I, I absolutely absolutely am just behind and respect you for that. Um, I also yeah. just quickly wanted to to mention as well my my story with um um Pornamu. I've I've had it really hard. Uh, with with Pornamu because the the whole thing with with the Pornamu is obviously it's it's a gift. You, you're not allowed to buy your own stone um, because yeah it, it's it's meant to be gifted to you, blessed in the waters from from where you're from or, or you know clo- close to home, um, and that is the kind of the the lifeline to you. For for me, I've I've had multiple um, Pornamu from my life, but they've all broken on me. Wow. which is a massive tapu thing in itself. Um, so, yeah, basically, you know, one of the big beliefs is if you have a ponamu and it breaks, then it's done. You know, like it, that, that, is, that is that kind of, um, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it more, but yeah, I've, I've had a few break on me. And for me, it's, it's, I've, I've, I've struggled in the sense of, I mean, obviously, I've always wanted another Ponamu, but the thing is, is that it has to be gifted to me, so I haven't yeah. had the the next opportunity to to receive one in 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 my life lately. Um, but the I've been absolutely crushed uh, when when I've had them break on me because it's it's kind of a 
as I said, that tapu, that kind of that spirit, the energy that comes behind a ponamu um, is broken and, and destroyed and gone. You know, that they, uh, you can have like the strings break from like wear and tear and obviously like that, but then, you know, it has to be, once again, the string has to be blessed and properly put back on and, and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I completely get what you were saying that feeling behind having the ponamu and going overseas because it really is that just a solid foundation of protection and that energy so i i i I totally get what you're saying with that so i really appreciate you sharing that bro that's really cool to hear thanks bro Uh, and i think i think of all the stuff we're really hitting at and what what clearly resonates with us is all the stuff that's the intangible it's like that feeling when you do a haka is yeah you can't really describe it's not about the words it's not about the situation it's about all the stuff that blends into it same as same as the the poor namu i'm sure it's the same with people who have you know wedding rings engagement yeah, rings, yeah, important yeah, yeah. jewelry from from you know their grandma or great grandma that there's that sort of intangible stuff and i think it's also worth pointing out that there are i think it's completely okay for people to identify as a new zealander and have no attachment to to Māori culture like for oh, example yeah. if you if you like I said before say you were born in in you know country in Asia Japan say and you come to New Zealand for university or your family moves here and you live here and you're you've been here for three four five years I don't think there should be an expectation for everyone that lives in New Zealand to identify with Māori culture at all obviously mm. like you said before respect is a as a as a key word and you can respect something from afar without having to engage with it you know mm. i'm not saying that every single person here should know the te reo for the the maori part of of the anthem i think it's also important to respect that people can identify as new zealanders and have their own cultural background yeah. they come from their own beautiful yeah. histories and genealogies and have their own spiritual traditions and, and things like that and it, you shouldn't have to if you move to a country take new things on doesn't mean you can't i would you know encourage anyone to take aspects of of a country they move to on but people can be can identify as new zealanders and are just as equal in the new zealand and new zealander ship um <laughs> if, based on where where they come from and i think yeah. having such a a rich cultural background in this country we are we are truly blessed and it's about it's all about the stuff between the people, how we travel on the bus together, like how we are democratic process, how we, uh, you know, join together and, and song, like all these, all these kinds of things, you know, how we greet each other when, you know, walking past someone on the street who lives in your suburb, who you've never met and you say hello to them, that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and, but I think, I think we should also recognize that, I think we struggle with our own identity in New Zealand and stuff comes out of that. And one thing we've talked about before is, is tall poppy syndrome. Like we have mm. such a tall poppy issue in this country that I think comes from our, I think it comes from identity. I think yeah. it comes from our, our history of being a small country on the world stage. You know, we teach about Gallipoli and fighting in world war two and, and, and all these, these histories and, and, the small the small new zealand fighting above their you know above their weight class and their rank and and i think weirdly tall poppy comes out of that you know our desire to not celebrate each other's successes and and the way that we that we should and i i think 
you know, there's there's definitely problems with with identity in New Zealand and things like tall poppy come out of that because we do right. We for some reason we just we don't celebrate each other's success in the way that we should. No, no, and I and I, I think, uh, and that that branches into a whole other thing that we've obviously mentioned before, and and one thing we really want to dive in with another episode. Um, that episode being a lot more. A bit personable with you and me um, is, our, is, our, is our mental health you know uh, and here in New Zealand we know that it's a massive issue for us um, and especially especially in our young men um, as, we, as we've talked before and like I said in multiple podcasts uh, unfortunately it is a I don't want to whittle it da- down to it but it is a statistic of us here in New Zealand and I think as you said if, if, if it as, a, as an identity for us if we're not allowed to celebrate the the big things as you as you were just saying then there's a lot of we we just hold on to a lot more in ourselves as a nation and that's when it starts to get that toxic and it really starts to hurt and things like that so yeah i i i fully agree i don't think we sing sing our praises enough even just the small stuff i mean obviously the big stuff like you were saying before we look at like the all blacks and the olympics and and the um the black ferns and the silver ferns and things like that you know when when there's one big collective group and there's an achievement the whole nation is like yeah great perfect good but I think just in regular in regular society and friends and things like that, I just don't, like you said, I just don't think we do that enough in celebrating the small stuff because the small stuff is the things that you can really touch and is, is tan, tangible to our own lives. And that's what's important. That's what I think is the most important to us is what's in front of us. So if, if there's this thing in our identity in New Zealand here to not celebrate those, then it's hard to find those things to celebrate about and get together with everyone. Does that make sense? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And weirdly, I think we kind of, there are some things that we, we like to celebrate as a country that perhaps we shouldn't mm. like, mm. there's been a big, de- not a debate, but over the last few years, we've really questioned is our clean green New Zealand green, identity yeah, actually accurate. Yep, like yep, yep. when we were growing up, we used to be able to swim in, and rivers yeah swimming in rivers just isn't a thing anymore because no. they're so so polluted like as a country we are not as clean green as we like to think we are and you know whether it's going overseas or, or sitting back in our lounges sort of tutting the rest of the world because of of their emissions like we have our own we we have our real flaws when it comes to climate stuff and and I, I'm not going to you know dive into specific environment stuff that that's another episode on another day but but that's one thing about identity as New Zealanders and people say, oh, I've wanted to travel there. I've, I've always wanted to go. I want to visit. It's, you know, and we go, yeah, 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 of course. But actually we're not, we're not as green as we think we are. Or we proclaim mm. to be lots of New Zealanders haven't seen the South Island. I'm, I'm a hundred percent guilty of that. I have met so many people that aren't from New Zealand who have seen so much more of this country than I have. Yeah. And yeah, I feel ashamed yeah. because of that. You know, people mm. speak about going to, you know, Wanaka and the Milford Sounds and these rural parts of the South Island. And I've never been, no. you know, we talk about, you know, I talk about going on exchange to America and living in the UK and I haven't even explored my own backyard. And that's a, that's something about New Zealand that I'm my New Zealand identity that I do carry a little bit of shame about. Yeah, and I'm uh, really yeah. I really want to rectify that over the next six months next year. Really see more of this country, and I think there's lots of New Zealand that is in the same boat as me. 
North Islanders in particular. You know, we, we sell ourselves all the South Island Vistas and people come over to see the Lord of the Rings sets and views <laughs> and we and we sort of soak that up. We're like, yeah, our tourism is, is so great and clean green. It's like, bro, you haven't even seen that. You wouldn't yeah, know anything about yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. I say, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely in that boat. I'm definitely have some some hypocritical stuff there and i think there's there's some aspects of our country that we like to claim as identity stuff cultural stuff that actually we we haven't seen and i mean mm. that's not everyone's group there there are some people that ha- have done these bits and pieces it's like people who who claim to understand this this country and don't understand anything about the treaty of waitangi you know and then there's some people that know everything about the treaty of waitangi and really can't claim that identity understanding of our history and where we come from i think like with anything there's always more learning to be done and there's always more understanding of as who as who who we are mm. i think one thing for me is just coming back and having been back for six months i feel like my understanding of my my cultural identity has really shifted both from being away for a few years and realizing how proud i am to be a new zealander and all those yeah. things that i'm proud of you know you leave that bubble and you go oh wow people you know people see things differently and people don't understand that people don't eat marmite and you go well i thought that was a joke thing i thought that was such a niche you know cliche blah 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 but actually you go oh that is something that i feel really proud about like, <laughs> yeah I, yeah i bloody eat marmite toast <laughs> And then I've come back into living here and you recognize all the things that that you love and that you feel passionately passionate about. And you go, oh, yeah, like I do have that cultural I- identity, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think well, that's I think- been a positive of coming back is seeing all that and going, mm. yeah, this is this is me. I feel strongly about this. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and it's something that we say all the time and it's like we've got it good down here, you know, mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have our flaws as a country and there are certain things that you know, as, as things that we bring up in our democratic process, once again, with this election and things, is what is the next three years going to look like and how is it going to build us as a nation? And so there's definitely things that we need to work on. But, I mean, uh, uh, we've got it good, like we do. I think com- compared to, I mean, you've probably had more experience in that, as you were saying, but the fact that you can go to another country, look back at us and be like, actually, I'm really proud to be from there. Like, that's a that's a pretty cool thing to be able to say as a country and as an identity. Yeah. And I, I also think what's worth pointing out is, as the, we have it good down here is, is in a worldly sense, in a worldly sense, completely accurate and, and being like, I love all the things that New Zealand stands for. Another thing to recognize is, is, I mean, I'm not going to say speak, speak for you because it's a personal thing, but, I recognize that I'm incredibly privileged in so yeah. many ways. Like I have yeah. so much privilege as a person and to say that I love all these things about our country is reflective of my incredibly privileged life, mm. both in my growing up and where I am, am, am now. I'm incredibly, incredibly fortunate about the situation I live with, my financial situation, my family support, all that sort of stuff. And there's lots of people in New Zealand, I'm sure, who don't feel that way. That don't. There's yeah. people who who are really, really unfortunate, who go through massive, you know, financial struggle and and you know can't afford, you know, to buy lunch for their kids or people who have, you know, family members that are incarcerated. You know, we have so many people in different in different situations in this country. Where I'm sure if you said to them like, "How do you feel about New Zealand identity?" They would probably pan this country True. because their living experiences is completely different and um i think recognizing that you know we we've only lived our own life 
Yeah. But we can also we can also recognize that that how we feel about cultural identity in New Zealand and our place within that comes from our lifetime and the things we've experienced. And perhaps if people don't feel strongly about our country or they don't feel strongly about certain things, it might be because they've they've gone through incredible hardship. I think um, that's something that we need to talk about. And yeah. and it, it feels really it feels really gross to go from that to say that I'm doing a, a theatre show at the moment, but it is something I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. As, as we're doing a show at the moment um, for this this festival called Tahi Festival in, in Wellington, and it's all about solo work, Tahi meaning, meaning one in te reo. And the show that we're doing is just a lot of monologues from New Zealand solo shows about New Zealand identity, what it means to be a New Zealander. And man, the range in it is fascinating. You know, you've got places like Krishnan's Dairy, which talk, talks about that immigrant New Zealand mm. experience got a you know uh, extract from a play called verbatim where um miranda harcourt went into new zealand prisons and interviewed people in you know in the new zealand prison population who'd done doing serious time or what what their life experiences their story is you know, pacific and new zealanders new zealanders that that are you know old enough to to have been around in the 1940s you know this the show is all about experience exploring what it means to be new zealander not just in the glowy golden sense and i think Mm. it's okay to respect that and i think it's okay for us to be proud of sort of things if we didn't we would all be in that tall poppy camp yeah but also thinking respecting you know there's people with hardships in this country and there's a reason why how they view identity might be different from the way that 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 we view it yeah yeah and i but i think you know uh, you bringing that up is exactly the reason why we do this podcast and the exactly the reason why we have these conversations you know because these conversations and and our perspectives is is just that it is it is just this and we know that there is so much more going on in our own country our own backyard and across the world that we don't know about but the whole point for us as this podcast and what we we're on about is we want to have those conversations and if yeah. that's if that sparks up a conversation in your own life with the people that are around you and your own nation or you know your own family then 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 that's the whole point i think that's the whole point i think for us that we just need to we need to talk more about the hard things not just the good things but about the hard things we need to challenge each other more and and things like that and i think that's why that's i think you know you say you say you know a gross thing to move into but i think it's an an important thing as you said to to recognize as well and recognize that in ourselves and recognize the things that are going on around us um because quite easily and i mean i've seen moments of it growing up in this country things are just swept underneath you know and you just completely miss it and you don't see it at all um absolutely and i think that that's the i think that's the great thing about I don't want to just say our generation, but you know we we've had a debate before and, and us and debating the ethics about having children and, and and bringing them up in this world and things and it's like but I think it's it's important that us and and the younger generations and things are really moving forward united you know because I feel like a lot of a lot of the world's histories and especially this this country's history has come from really bad times and really mm. hard places and there's a lot of people that are still stuck in the past and stuck in their old ways those traditions you know we've talked about this before those tra- traditional things and it's important to not necessarily break traditions but challenge them 
and yep. that's the whole and that's the whole point of these conversations is to to at least talk about them challenge them and get people thinking for sure and i should say one one thing i did since our last episode was i went out and as a part of doing research for for this the show that i'm i'm in that i'll i'll plug at the end as i went and saw savage um yeah the, the yeah. new zealand film commission movie that sort of inspired by uh new zealand gangs and in wellington and exploring what is that part of new zealand identity new zealand gang culture and where does where does it come from sure it's a fiction you know it's a a fictionalized narrative but it comes from real truth Mm. and it comes from from stories of people who have had incredibly tough backgrounds and there's a reason why they choose you know this gang lifestyle and we still have gangs in new zealand you know at the moment and for some people that is their identity Mm. that is who they identify as their 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 friends and and their family and who they are as as a community and who they are as an individual and i definitely definitely recommend um going to see to see savage because it was i don't want to say it was enlightening but it was really nice to to sit for two hours and watch what felt like very truthful storytelling and it Mm. doesn't really reflect too well on not new zealand not new zealand as as a country but i think it's really like here's something we need to recognize Mm. as a part of as a part of our the big jigsaw of this country like there's four or five jigsaw pieces that that this is really important and this is part of the picture and yeah i think commissioning those kinds of films and engaging with those kinds of films and being like there are people who this is this is their identity within this country like that's that's an important part of of having conversation is engaging with conversation and to be honest this is probably at least from my end where part of part of this topic has come from this week not just the the election and that sense of well what do we want next for our country how do we feel about what's going on what's important but from an acting perspective doing the show where i'm exploring different new zealand characters and and people who have different sense of new zealand identity and going to see savage to inform that to try and educate myself on people with a different life lived to me that's all going through my head from a performance perspective at the moment and Mm. i think one that's one of the great things about acting is is when you engage in something from a performance perspective it can make you go into real life and actually try and have some meaningful self-conversation and conversation with others about about that sort of stuff yeah well i think i mean i i i've heard it before and in, in the sense of acting and stuff it's not just a matter of getting on stage and and you know giving it your best shot you know we really as actors try and just give up give ourselves the roles and truly understand those roles um because i mean that that's that's when you get truth you know and and that's when things that's when you 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 can see great acting is when you can see the truth behind what people are doing on stage and yeah the fact that you can you can do that you can go out there and and see these stories and perspectives and things like that and then be able to take that into your into how you put that on stage is exactly why we do it is exactly why we do it so yeah that's that's cool so when 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 when's it on again When's the show on? So it's three nights. It's on at Bats Bats Theatre for those of you in in Wellington on the twentieth, the twenty third, and twenty fourth of this month. I think it's a Tuesday, a Friday, and a Saturday uh, at eight thirty p.m. It's only an hour long. Um, 
yeah, starting at 8.30 on Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday, 20th, 23rd, 24th, uh, at BATS. Yeah, it should, it should be great. And, I mean, if you're, in, if you're in Wellington, it's my first show since I left in 2018. Ooh, yeah. It's also my first show at BATS ever. I've never, done a bats, I've never done a bats show. <laughs> that's, um, that, that's so, it's, it's, uh, it's so weird to, 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 I don't know, just, I mean, it's not weird, but just the, the fact that, that it is your first show there is just so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for those people who aren't sort of in tune with Wellington theater scene, performing at bats is kind of like a rites of passage. My dad's got programs from him performing at bats, like back in the eighties, like, he, like bats has been around for a long time, but yeah, if you're in, if you're in Wellington and, and this, these kind of conversations about New Zealand cultural identity and what does it mean to be a Kiwi and how is that reflected in, in theatre and and monologues and stories? Um, please come along. Love to have you in the audience. Um, three nights, twentieth, twenty third, twenty fourth of October, eight thirty p.m. And who knows? We're hoping maybe the show has legs and maybe there'll be um, some more nights, maybe more. a couple of other cities, but. That would be jumping the gun. So for now, I should say three <laughs> nights only. If you don't see it, you'll never see it. Yeah, nice. And hey, look, for all of those out there that aren't in Wellington or you're in another country and maybe theatre isn't, you know, an accessible thing at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I mean, basically, we just ask you to, to, to go and, you know, really get down to the crux of of you know what what's come before you in the sense of identity and whether that's your country or your family or something like that you know dive into it because i think you'll find some pretty interesting things about what's come before you and how you can take that going forward whether you want to take that going forward that's entirely up to you because as we were saying at the top of this identity is such a massive spectrum of things and there's no right way of doing it just because we're a kiwi as we were saying before doesn't necessarily mean we all identify the same way and that's absolutely fine. So the way that you can find your own identity, I think, is is beauty in itself. But if you share it with others, then share it with those others because that's also beautiful. Speaking of beautiful, I couldn't think of a better way to end this episode. So I say we leave it there, man. Yeah. To everyone listening out there, uh, thank you as always for your listenership, for coming with us on this uh, new journey to, to TNC more exciting things to, to come in the future but for now thank you so much for listening and uh, I guess we will see you next time peace